we are designed, humans are made to connect and to love, and, and not just in the joyful moments, which are important, don't get me wrong, but also in the, we need each other in the moments when we're, we have all this self-doubt and struggle and pain and hurt and loss. That is the place where love really comes alive. Connecting couples with the real Imhoffs. Hi, I'm Chad Emhoff. And I'm Angela Emhoff. And we're so excited that you're joining us for our first series, our first podcast series, The Basics. Yeah, we're going to dive into uh, kind of the most basic of the basics, since this is our first one, um, and just kind of talk about how love works. Like, what is it that happens here? You know, a long time ago, people were talking about like, oh, it's 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 a bargain or it's a bond or it's a, all these things, you know, or they said it was bargains, but... Uh, somebody that I really respect, Sue Johnson said, no, this is, this is, this is a bond. And so when we talk about love, we're going to talk a little bit about what bonds are and how they're made. Yeah. I'm excited because this is our first one. And so we wanted to kind of bring the format back up to you. If you've missed our introduction, that actually was our first podcast that we did, um, of this series, just kind of introduce ourselves and let you know why we're passionate about this and what makes us think we're even qualified, which we don't by the way, but we're doing it anyway, because we feel the need. So, um, we love that you're here with us and what we're going to do is pitch the topic like this uh, podcast. Part one of the basics is how love works, which Chad just said, we're going to talk about that for a little bit, and then we're going to kind of share a story that is the application of that. Uh, we're going to kind of give you an example from our lives, and then we're going to throw it to you and actually queue up what we're going to call a connect point. We want couples to connect. That's the name of the podcast, Connecting Couples. Um, and so we're going to queue up those connect points on each 20-minute segment. So we're excited. Let's dive right in. Yeah. So when I think about love, and, and I'm not, I'm, you guys, I'm sorry, I'm not a huge romantic I'm not. Uh, he makes fun of me when I watch romantic comedies. It's I, don't I can't make fun watch of you. them when he's in the room. Talk about it. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> so really? Cynical. I wonder if she's gonna get the rich guy. Let's see what oh, happens. We've anyway, been, anyway, we've both been hurt. We're a little, little jaded at times, <laughs> but uh, but I don't think of I don't think of love as this kind of like crazy romantic thing that nobody could ever understand or some. I, I think love actually, and and this is part of why I like the theories that I like, um, is because it, love makes sense, right? It gives us a place um, to go to in moments of of joy, uh, where we win, where we have someone to to greet us and say congratulations, and I'm with you, and I'm excited for you. It gives us a place to go in moments of pain when we're hurting and we need somebody to console us. It gives us a place to to know that we're accepted when we fail, and, and to know that we're we're loved when when the rest of the world kind of says that we're not right. And so that I think of. As, as not so romantic in, in my mind, maybe it sounds sweet right now, but, but I actually think of it as like something that our brain needs. A little more logical the way, yeah. you, the way you put it. Well, it's, it's something that our brain goes, oh my gosh, if I'm not okay, and how do I make sense of myself in this world, right? I make sense of it through the, the feedback that I receive. Our brains are wired to do these things so quickly to pay attention to feedback. So I receive feedback in this world and I need a safe place. I need, as John Bowlby said, a secure base to know that I'm okay. And an adult attachment says that if you have a secure base, if we have a secure relationship, a secure bond, that we are actually more likely to go out and explore the world and engage in the world and, and play and, and have a good time. And so when I start thinking about love and how it works, it's not, it's not this funny uh, thing of, that's sentimental or something. It's actually like, this is our safety. This is our protection. This is our place 
uh, where we go and kind of know that we're okay and kind of how we define who we are you'll, and what we do. You'll get to know us as we go, but as Chad is talking about the very, um, you know, logical and and pragmatic way to approach love, I'm over here going, oh, that's my husband. He's so smart. He's cute. And I think I'm definitely the romantic person of the two of us. And, and it's such an interesting thing, the way we approach this, because I, I feel like I was very much that American girl growing up in our culture where the media says, this is what Disney says, this is what love is, uh, that this Prince Charming is going to come and he's going to sweep you off your feet. He's going to slay dragons for you and you're going to live happily ever after. And it's kind of what happened. Yeah, it, it is a little bit. And we'll get into that a little <laughs> bit more. But, um, but the reality reality is that so many couples um, go into their relationship thinking they know what love is, and then they're disappointed because expectations aren't met, and they have a hard time communicating. That word gets thrown out so much when people come to therapy. We don't communicate well, and that's really tragic because we're not set up to actually be able to be there for each other in these really authentic and vulnerable places. We actually long for as humans to feel safe in these connections. We long for um, somebody to see us. And, you know, Chad and I are, uh, we run a facilitate creative for connections. We both are faith-based, but and so we can't leave that out of this podcast, but we definitely wanted to be uh, a broader podcast to just really appeal to couples of all, you know, Faiths, race, races, faiths, all the, yeah, all the things. Yeah. And so part of it was like, how do we um, include it? And so so I, I kind of preface it by saying, for me, that biblical concept of shame, where it says they were naked and they felt no shame in the garden at the very beginning. Um, you know, that idea there is is physical. And a lot of times when we do premarital, people talk about, oh, that's the sex part. It's going to be fun when we get married and we're going to get to have sex and that's great. Um, but, but so many times we miss having the intentional emotional conversations where we're emotionally naked, where we're, I'm able to bear my deepest fears with you or my, my um, deepest insecurities with you or those places where I feel the most vulnerable and you can see those and accept me in those spaces. That's what we long for. That's where we're drawn to someone who we think is going to accept us. And so many times we also keep our protection up, which keeps it hard for us to connect. And so we're going to get into a little bit more of this, but we we just kind of wanted to pitch how we are connected to each other, even though there are very real, we're physically attracted, we're intellectually attracted, we're, um, there are things that Compatible, family of origin. I mean, there's a hundred things that factor into that. Things that we both find value in. If those align where we, we are drawn towards each other, if we have common, uh, you know, hobbies and stuff, we're drawn to each other. So there's a lot of things that draw us, but deep down the longing that we have, that's a very human longing is for safety and connection in some of those really vulnerable places. Yeah, for sure. And so, and this is, I could go really broad with this. And so maybe I will, but uh, it makes sense. You know, even if you just, if you do, even if, if we pull back from the faith component and we don't say, oh, well, you know, God created us to connect. And that if we, if we were staying in that faith vein, you know, God saw that we had sin. He went, it wasn't Adam and Eve wasn't a mistake. It wasn't like, Oh my goodness, how'd the snake get in there? Like God knew that people were going to have flaws and hurt and need one another, you know? And that's so, so important to remember if from a faith um, background place, right? That we, we are, we are not perfect beings and we will miss and we need to find ways to give each other grace and love. And when we do that creates the bond that God's talking about or that, 
the Bible is talking about or that we're talking about actually. Um, and science kind of proves that out. And, and, and so mammals inherently seek herds. So they seek packs for safety. And the way that they know that they're doing okay is they have a pack. They have their herd around them. They have uh, a relationship in order to kind of like stay safe. And, and science and research has shown over and over and over that people that are in close relationship, that have secure bonds, that have secure relationships, they live longer, they are more resilient to cancer, they're more resilient to, to loss. Actually, people that, um, and, and there's a story that maybe we'll tell one of these times, but but people that struggle um, with, with things like cancer, the loss of a spouse, right? When they go through and they're able to have these hard conversations and talk about the places where they've missed, they actually grieve better. So even to lose someone once you've known them in a deep way, you do better on the other side of loss. So there, we, it is so clear, whether you're looking at it from a biblical perspective or you're looking at it from an evolutionary standpoint, we are designed, humans are made to connect and to love, and, and not just in the joyful moments, which are important, don't get me wrong, but also in the, we need each other in the moments when we're, we have all this self-doubt and struggle and pain and hurt and loss. That is the place where love really comes alive. That is the place where the power of relationship really kind of comes on online and, and kind of changes the way that we yeah. experience ourselves, others, and the pain that we have to I love some it. of the work that Jim Cohn does. He's a researcher, and if you want to check out, he's got an amazing TED Talk called Why We Hold Hands. Um, but the basis of it is that if I am connected to my partner and I'm actually holding his hand, then I feel my pain less because he's bearing that burden with me. And also, if I feel that he's in pain, my body actually registers that pain because I care about him. That actually when we're together, we are stronger and we have a bond there that helps us be able to go through hard things together in a better way than if we were alone. And so that's kind of, we just kind of wanted to pitch out why we connect and why we, whether you want to go to the romantic side, the attraction side, or what we're trying to really start pitching is deep down the longing that we have to not be alone, to connect with somebody who accept us, accepts us in those places. Yeah. One of the reasons we want to start the podcast, that we want to do this podcast, is not to pitch how great love is. We all will say love is great, but it's really to help navigate when love goes wrong. When well, love, love is great when it's great. Yeah. Yeah. When love isn't enough, sadly. And, and you know, I hate to even kind of say it like that because we love each other, but we just get in really wretched fights or we loved each other, but we still ended up getting a divorce. You know, I think about my first marriage. I loved my ex-husband. I, you know, he's my high school sweetheart. We, we married, we committed to each other for life. And yet it went really, really wrong to a place where we didn't uh, feel like we could overcome all of the the pain and hurt that we had caused each other and that and that sucks and Chad and I with the couples that we work with we see that so often that couples will come in and go we love each other nobody walks down the aisle um, on the day of their wedding thinking about how it's going to go wrong they think about how great the love is and how um, connected that they feel and so we want to talk for a second about when it goes wrong kind of how that feels and and why that why that is so hard in a relationship when, when we start to doubt that the love is there because um, because it's hard to to feel it when we're in those hardest spots yeah um, and so so we'll spend a little bit of time kind of thinking about that you know uh, the reason uh, it hurts so bad when love goes wrong is because we are designed we are created or have evolved to work in relationship. One of the things that, that we've done um, 
and kind of can be shown. And, and there's lots of research on this again, but I think it was profit, uh, a guy, but he did a research on guys looking at a hill. And, and if you look at the hill alone and have this pack on your back, it's like 600 times more or 60% more, um, steep. Like they, they rate the hill hill to be that much harder. They never even had the people go up the hill. They just did glucose levels. But the interesting thing is if you have a partner, you have a friend there with you, the hill doesn't seem as steep. It seems simpler. It seems easier. You believe you could do it. You don't think it's going to be as hard. Like they had all these measures that they used, but, but that's true for us. So if I have a close relationship and I do, I hope, uh, with my wife, Angela, it's secure to secure bond today, even though we set all this up, uh, but, but if I have this secure bond and then all of a sudden I get a message because my body and my brain are always kind of looking for threat, right? They're always kind of scanning, kind of going, how are we doing? How are we doing? How am I doing here? How am I doing out here in the world? And so we've got this brain that kind of does this kind of without our knowledge. It's almost like autonomic. It's underneath, right? It's, I don't have to think about breathing. I don't have to think about my heartbeat. I don't have to think about my security and relationship either. I don't have to worry too much about my herd, so to speak. And so my brain's looking for it. And, and whenever I know there's a threat here, my body kind of freaks out a little bit. And, and most people's does. Uh, and when I say most, I'd say 99%. Like if, if I know that the person I care about the most is either displeased or upset or distant from me, my body goes, huh, oh, that's not good. And it yeah. should, because the way yeah. that we've learned and, and found to stay safe, um, is very predictable. We come together. Okay. Am I yeah. okay? Yeah. You're okay. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. You're okay. Isn't that a book from like the eighties? Anyway, <laughs> but, but it kind of is a little bit like that yeah. idea um, that it says, Hey, are we all right? And so when we are not all right, our body does whatever it's been trained to do. Yeah. And we all grew up in families. We all grew up around people. And so my body will go, Hey, Whoa, something's not right. And, and for me, I'm a, I'm a withdrawer. So I like to, and by withdrawer, it just means what is my strategy in those moments when things go wrong? Yeah. Right. And that's, that's, if you're thinking about, Hey, I want to classify myself as something that's a way you can classify yourself. You can say in the moment when I see that look on my wife's face, I know a very specific thing that she does with her lip. It kind of goes like, like purses. I don't know if you can, you can probably hear it better than you can see it. Uh, <laughs> I got a mustache, but, uh, but when she does that, my body goes, uh Oh, right. My gut kind of drops. And I say something's wrong. Yeah. I'm in trouble. I'm going to have to change it. And then what I do is very predictable. It's what I've learned to do my, really my whole life, right? It's kind of the shut down what I feel, which actually takes me away from my ability to connect and then kind of go to my head and, and do some like logical problem solving or like, what did I do? Did I forget this? Did I not take the trash out? Did I, who knows what the thing could be, but yeah. I start doing some things, right? And that actually cues something for Angela. Yeah. So for me on the flip side of that, when we're trying to have a conversation and, and I know um, in my body, it's going fine. And then all of a sudden something shifts and it's not, uh, something accuse me is if he slow blinks, you know, he just said, I do something with my lips. You know, the, the interesting part is that Chad and I, because we've studied this stuff have, have really slowed down when we get in those, uh, stuck spots and those distressing moments. And so our hope is eventually as we continue with this podcast to start giving you tools to be able to know, um, not only, uh, oh, which you, which you probably already do, but all, not only know, uh, oh, the tone just shifted in this conversation, but also how to, um, slow it down and possibly even prevent it from completely derailing. And so that, that will come later, but just now it was, we're kind of pitching it to you. So, so when Chad slow blinks, my body goes, uh Oh, he's starting to go away. And then I get this like really high energy to fight hard with a lot of words and a lot of articulation and a lot of like, I just so kind of start energy. coming at him. And when I bring that energy to him, 
guess what it causes him to do? <gasps> want to get further away, which okay. makes me want to... Or give her reasons or do whatever she's yeah. saying. I mean, there's lots of things that kind of, as we play through this, this this is what we would call our cycle. Yeah. Right? Um, and but, we'll explain more of these words and, and some of the terms that we're going to use further. But but really in this first, um, the part one of the basics, kind of the we're talking about yeah. how love works. Even though we love each other, we still have these distressing moments and our bodies come to the table with uh, a strategy to keep us safe, right? Safety is built into the longing that we have to connect with one another. And so right there with my longing to connect with Chad is also my body's protection that says, hey, if he sees your weakness or if he sees you get too crazy or if he sees something happen, he's going to leave. So you have to self-regulate to not be too much or on his side, he has to self-regulate to not go too, away too far, but to stay close enough. Like we both- and, and really, I do that by saying, hey, I'll come up with an answer or something that will solve your distress. Yeah. And, and, and and it doesn't really, I never come forward with that vulnerable part of me that says, oh, I feel really bad that I might have let you down or I might have done something wrong. Instead, I go to my head, which then leaves her in her own emotional kind of state. And I don't I don't mean that to be, when I say emotional, I don't mean, oh, emotional lady from like Robin Hood. Although I am an emotional lady <laughs> sometimes. Emotional lady. Oh, emotional lady. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but That's Robin Hood, the cartoon from the 64, 60s 70 because something, our yeah. daughter is yeah. binge watching it right now. Anyway, but... But it's not that I'm saying, oh, you're an emotion. We're all emotional beings. Of course we are. That's yeah. how our body God registers designed us to be emotional. Uh, how we're doing in the world and how our body's doing. And so when we talk about emotion, we could probably do a whole segment on that. But we really just mean, how are you doing? How is your body doing? Yeah. And and interestingly, how we're doing in relationship is really tied to how physically our body is doing. Yeah. They're so closely connected. There is a slight difference, uh, and there are some studies about that, but they're almost the same. How we experience pain and how we experience emotional pain or distance from our, our loved ones is, is very, very similar. So even though we love each other, we still get sideways in these conversations because our protection almost fights against our longing sometimes. And so in order to overcome it, we've got to really be mindful of what's happening in our body and then learn the words to articulate that to our partner so that they can understand in that space. Because we want people with us in those struggles, even though our body says not to. And yep. so this is our first part one of the basics, how love works. And, and we've kind of explained it, given some examples of our own. And now this is the part where we kind of pitch it to you because we want to give you a connect point. So before we dive into the rest, of the basics series where we're going to talk about pursuers, we're going to talk about withdrawers, we're going to talk about cycles. Like we've mentioned a little bit in this first one, we're going to really break those down a little bit more in the in the upcoming podcast that we're going to do. Um, before we do that, we want to just take you back to that time when you knew your partner was the one. You know, you guys, maybe you were dating or maybe it was the first time you met or maybe it was like with Chad and I, we both come to the table with a woundedness and so that protection we were talking about showed up and tried to sabotage a few times and tried to prevent us from getting hurt again. And so we had to acknowledge that. And so we want you to um, have a connect point with your partner. And if you can kind of think about when you knew your partner was the person that you wanted to spend the rest of your life with and what was that moment. And can you share that with your partner and let them know Hey, I just thought about this today, maybe because I, uh, you know, blame us. I listened to this podcast that that uh, cued it up for me, but I just was reminded when I knew you were the one, and I wanted to share that with you, just as a, a reminder that we have love, that we care for each other, that we committed to each other, and this was the moment when I knew you're the person that I want to go through life with. 
great. We're going to wrap this up. We're right at our, our hard stop. Um, but we, we appreciate you guys. Get it. Take the time to think about that, to think about when did you know your spouse, your partner was the one, and, and, and spend some time sharing that with each other. Thanks for listening to us. <laughs>